The following is a Barrett Sports Media production. We do the digging so you don't have to. We've got breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Bringing you the biggest stories from the industry you care about. This is the Media Noise Podcast. Well, let's hear it. Now, here's your host, Dimitri Ravanos. Just as we are all catching our breath after the BSM Top 20s wrap-up, we roll right into Summit Week. Boy, has it not felt like I have a chance to come up for air in quite some time. Jason, the same way. Coming up in just a moment, we will talk to Ryan McGuire about his column on the site this week. We will also talk to Tyler McComas about that upcoming BSM Summit. But first, let's talk about the broadcasting musical chairs that appear to be coming to the NFL. Troy Aikman on his way to Monday Night Football. So now there is an absence in Fox's America's Game of the Week booth. But also what I think has been lost in all of this is the presumed Thursday Night Football booth for Amazon looks like it's falling apart, especially if it's true that ESPN also has uh, a lot of interest in bringing Al Michaels into the fold. What does the tech giant do then for their first season as the sole provider of, uh, of uh, or I guess, sole way to see Thursday night football. There are a lot of options out there, right? Like I use the term musical chairs. That is being thrown around a lot. And all of these names from Drew Brees to Sean Payton are being thrown out as potentially going to Amazon instead of where we thought they were going to be in the first place. Let me throw a different idea out there because we are doing something different now. Amazon has had Thursday night football. Amazon has never fully controlled Thursday night football before. Why are we looking for something traditional, right? Like there have been discussions about bringing Marshawn Lynch and Tony Gonzalez onto a pregame show. Why not build the main broadcast for Amazon more similar to the Manning cast? Why not build it around a guy like Marshawn Lynch, who seems like the kind of guy that fans would want to hang out with? Why not make Thursday night football every single week a sort of ESPN megacast. You can do the team radio calls for people that are looking for a more traditional call, but do something different. You are Amazon. You have not been in this space before. You have not had your chance to really put your own stamp on NFL football before. So you lost the two guys that you thought would make up the ideal booth. That is not a reason to have to do what in your own eyes would be something inferior just because it is in the same mold. Ryan McGuire had a thought-provoking column, I thought, at the uh, site this week about the ageism problem in sports radio. And certainly there are older talents, both programming, both on air, etc., that believe ageism is a very real problem. But Ryan, you sort of looked at both ends of the argument here, and we will get to your argument about uh, maybe not old in age, but sort of old in thinking and how that can be a problem for talents. But let's first talk about some of those conversations you mentioned in the column. You are talking to a lot of people that get on the other side of 35 and start to think about their time in sports radio being over. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting and in a way alarming, uh, Dimitri. It reminds me very similarly, and I think I mentioned this in the column, of uh, what we've seen in the tech sector for right. so many years. Um, you know, it's it's very well documented that, 
you know, there's a lot of ages and issues. There's been lawsuits and whatnot. Um, and I'm seeing a lot of that same perception from, you know, older professionals who are either trying to get back into the industry or, uh, you know, on the look for, you know, uh, a job to potentially move up in, in the industry. I mean, so much to the point of where, you know, some people who are over the ages of 50, despite the fact that they have a lot of experience, you know, they're questioning whether or not they should even apply mm-hmm. uh, for jobs in, in management or, or, or being on the air. And, you know, other people I've spoken to have, you know, completely and totally scrubbed their social media of any age references at all. I mean, any, they're very cognizant of the pictures they post online, making sure that they look, you know, age appropriate and they don't <laughs> look too old, so to speak. I mean, it's, 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 it's really something, and it's really unfortunate because when I was coming up in the industry, you know, eons ago, you know, it was the experienced professionals that I would want to glean as much as I possibly could from. You know, these are the people that I look to as mentors, uh, and and really, you know, that's where I learned, you know, my craft. And, you know, that we, we've seen to, and, and look, radio and the media is not the only industry, obviously, that's, that's got this issue. You know, there's a real, you know, there's a real feeling by many people that, you know, uh, what's young is what's hip, and they have to go for that. And that's not always necessarily the case. You know, you mentioned in this column that there is another side to this, which is older talents being uh, a little more bullheaded about what sports radio should be. I don't think we can dismiss everybody that feels like they've been dismissed because of their age as that being the reason why. But certainly you and I have worked with people that really push back against the idea of whether it is social media accounts, whether it is podcasting, that really don't understand why radio can't just be radio anymore. And that really is detrimental when you're talking about that group that is trying to get back into the industry. Yeah, you know, it's it's a two-sided problem. There's no question about that. Um, you know, I and I don't think it's... It, you know, obviously, technology is an important part of, of, you know, what the media industry is doing in terms of growth. We all know, you know, that the digital side of the business is the only side of the business that's growing uh, consistently or at all. But I, I think to an even bigger extent, it's it's just, um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, a lot of older professionals, have a problem listening to what younger people have to say. Yeah. And I think that's really at the root of the issue both sides is that, you know, look, there's a lot of young professionals who look at older professionals like, you know, they're outdated and dinosaurs. And there are a lot of older professionals who look at younger professionals like they're too inexperienced and they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And I think that, you know, it's, it's caused, the, the a lot of the issues that I've kind of seen in our industry, Dimitri, and and I, I think that one of the best things I learned um, over the last year of working with Good Karma here in Chicago is to listen more because I fall into that trap. I, I mentioned in the article. I mean, look, I fall into that trap of not listening enough, and it's cost me. And you know, I I'd hate to see that to you know um, younger older professionals uh, because at the end of the day, they both have a lot to offer each other if they just listen. 
that listing, and we'll wrap up here, that idea of listening to one another is probably going to be at the center of the reason a lot of us are at the BSM Summit in New York. And if you're listening to this, uh, anytime after it drops, Ryan and I are probably in New York right now uh, getting ready. I, I do think that there is a lot of value to this event in terms of networking, but it's, to me, networking by showing that you are there to be educated. I think that really is a difference between this and just like a, you know, a cocktail hour kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. Cocktail hours are always important, but, um, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, you know, the, the media is always, uh, our industry is always evolving and you always have to evolve with it. And you have to have the mindset of, of never stop learning. And, you know, Whenever possible, you know, I've done everything I could to go to as many of, of these types of seminars as I possibly could. You know, Rick Scott had his uh, conference for the longest time, and, you know, uh, JB has done a great job of, of, I think, picking up on what Rick used to do and, you know, and really taking it to the next level. I've, I've always, you know, I've always been able to come back with a lot of different takeaways, Um from you know the, the the seminars it's not just the speakers but it's it's the topics that that are discussed they're very relevant you know it's not just a you know a couple of days where we all get together and you know mingle with each other it's it's a real exchange of of ideas um and you know we have a great lineup of speakers uh, really across the spectrum of of sports media in new york and i think that you know, anybody who does what we do for a living or anybody that wants to do what we do for a living, you know, I, I know it's it's not always inexpensive to travel to New York City or to stay in New York City, but it's, trust me, um, it's it's worth the investment and worth the effort and worth your time to be there, which is why I'm going to be there. So if you are listening to this on the day that it comes out, the BSM Summit is just four days away in New York City. Uh, it will not feature for the first time one Mr. Tyler McComas, who is uh, joining me right now. Tyler, you wrote a great piece about networking with your conversation with ESPN Radio's Justin Craig. Before we sort of get into some of the specifics of what Justin had to say Tell the people a little bit about your experience with the summit, meeting uh, new people, and and sort of the way it kind of grew your footprint in the industry a little bit. Yeah, so I, I've attended two summits in the past, one in L.A. and the previous one that we had in New York City. And it's just because not only are there, are there so many high-profile names, everyone knows that, but I've just always been blown away about how just willing everyone is to share ideas and to talk. And it really doesn't matter who you are. I mean, you could be a host in Phoenix. You could be a PD in New York. Like in that setting, in an ego that's filled with, you know, in a business that's filled with so much ego, it doesn't matter. Like if you have something to talk about, if you have something to say, some of the most well-known programmers, some of the most well-known hosts in America are going to be willing to just chat it up with you for five to 10 minutes. It's I, I, that's more than anything. What surprised me is just how open this summit is for conversation, because I think at the end of the day, it's not all talk. We all want the same thing in the end to grow. And 
everyone, at least for those two days, is on the same page, man. It's 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 really, really cool to see. So that transitions perfectly into what I kind of took away as the thesis that Justin Craig was trying to get across to you in the column, which is like, you cannot come into this thing thinking you don't belong. You cannot be shy. If you see someone you want to talk to, go up and talk to them. And he used the line that I, I think... Um, everybody in any network situation at Summit, even, you know, people outside of radio would be, uh, I, I think, keen to remember, which is sometimes I take away more from our conversations than you do coming up to meet me. Exactly. That surprised me a little bit when he said that. But when you think about it, it rings so true. The one thing that he also said that I, I, the best advice you could probably give to anyone, especially hosts out there that are using this opportunity to network and you know maybe create new avenues for themselves in the future, don't just go up to Justin Craig and say, hey, I want to work at ESPN Radio someday. <laughs> right. Like, do, do your homework a little bit on Justin Craig. Do something. Bring something to the table conversation-wise. You know, bring something to where he's going to remember your name. He's going to remember that conversation. Yes. Absolutely. Go up to Justin Craig. Uh, go up to all the other programmers that are going to be there. But like any show topic, man, like any radio show that you do, do some research, have some background and kind of have a thought of where you want to steer this conversation. I, I, I couldn't I can't stress that enough to do your homework before you talk to these people or maybe you're thought of as the guy that just said, hey, I want to work at the, your radio station. And that leaves a lot of these guys in like weird and awkward spots, which clearly you don't want to do. Yeah, exactly. I think one of the things that he hit on too, which, you know, I'll, I'll let you speak to this because I do remember the first summit that you and I attended out in LA, you did have some pretty specific networking goals um, at, at that particular summit. What I thought Justin said that really mattered to really anybody coming, but anybody particularly that is thinking about being upwardly mobile in their career is we all understand that the networking is probably the biggest draw here, but people do want to see that you are open to the learning experience of the summit as well. Yeah, um, be interactive. There, there's normally not re not really a Q&A, but there's normally kind of time at the very end of the event where Jason Barrett hands the microphone around yeah. and you know gives people an opportunity to sound off on what was the most memorable part of the two days. Like, interact with that, like really work hard, try hard to come up with something to say that's insightful. Um, don't just sit there and space out the entire time and hang out on Twitter. Like you can really learn a lot. Everyone can learn a lot. Hosts can learn a lot. Programmers can learn a lot. Anybody that's affiliated with radio can learn a lot. And I would say, Dimitri, the best thing that you can do to show that you are really listening and learning from the event. Yeah. Again, do your research on the people that you want to talk to. But bring something up from the actual summit right. that could be an interesting conversation piece to someone that's in attendance. Yeah. I think that that shows that you're listening, you're comprehending, you're understanding the subject matter at, matter at hand. I, I think that that'd be a great way to go about it if you're one of these mini hosts who are you know, using this to, to kind of parlay your future a little bit. Big thank you to Tyler and Ryan for joining me this week. As for next week, I am hoping to be able to find a time to record an episode while we are at the BSM Summit. In all honesty, I cannot promise that is going to be the case because the summit is a very busy time for me and Jason, so I hope I'll talk to you next week, but just in case I don't, know that I love you and I'm always thinking about you. This concludes our broadcast day. Thanks for listening to the Media Noise Podcast with Dimitri Ravanos. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. 
and check back soon for new episodes. To stay up to date on the latest sports media happenings, visit BarrettSportsMedia.com. 